Hello there, guys. It is Ronan here at the University of Arizona. And it is Jake here at the University of Washington. Today we got a amazing schedule for you. We have, we're going to talk about what we did during our spring breaks, which was for him last week, for me two weeks ago. Our How the year at school has gone so far, what we like, what we don't like, what we're doing bad in, what we're doing good in, maybe. Yep. Uh, and then our living situation next year. We're going to talk about the World Baseball Classic, which just finished up a couple of days ago. Amazing. Until the end. Mm-hmm. Wait. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty good game. You gotta be real with me. But it would have been better if we won. Yeah, but it was still a good game. Yeah. That's what matters. Uh, our living... Or was, I just said that. The end of spring training, and we're going to get into some division predictions for a Major League Baseball. That Ronan mostly did, because I only follow my division. <laughs> and I, I'm very uh, little. I got, like, horse blinders on me when it comes to baseball. I'm hey. like, oh, it's not the NL East. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I mean, we agreed on the ranking for it, though. We did agree on the ranking. So, he's got some idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, why don't you hit it us off, because yours was most recent. What did you do during spring break? Well, for spring break, I actually went back to New York, which was pretty fun and relaxing. It was nice to get to go and sleep in my uh, bed again, and to, I don't know, it was nice to get to talk to my family again, because I hadn't seen them in a uh, in a few months. <laughs> so, yeah, I, really, I like that. I Let's see, what did I do? I did see some friends back from high school, actually, uh, the first couple of days because my break started like in the middle of the week because it's whenever my final, my last final, that's the day that my break begins. So my last final was on a Tuesday, so my break began as soon as that final ended. Since that final ended at 10.30 on a Tuesday, that means my break started at 10.30 on a Tuesday. So I was home for like three or four days when I sent some friends back, so I hung out with them. I went skiing, got some food, and then for the <clears throat> for the rest of the week, I mostly just hung out with my family and my brother because he was still, he's still in high school. And, you know, we play, I played some video games, I went into the city and had some food, and uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. I definitely liked getting to go home because i really like seattle but i also miss new york too valid so uh <clears throat> my spring break was two weeks ago it is not i get to choose it ends on a friday and it starts back up on a monday with a week in between uh so i went on a road trip started off by taking a bus to phoenix where i met my dad at the airport uh, we got a brand new rental car. We got a Honda Accord. Had five miles on it. Damn. <laughs> we put like 1,300 miles on it. <laughs> so uh, we started off that day. Uh, we got lunch, and then we drove to Kingman. It is a town situated uh, a couple miles away from the Hoover Dam. And we stayed there okay. the night, mostly just because it was getting late, and we wanted to see the Hoover Dam. 
So the next day, mm-hmm. we went to the Hoover Dam. We walked over the Pat Tillman Bridge. We drove over the dam. We walked over the dam twice. It's really okay. nice. Water level was low, so yeah, nothing crazy. But but it was cool. Uh, lots of yeah. power lines, which I was kind of expecting, but also not expecting. Yeah, I uh, just just to interrupt for a little bit. I not last summer, but the summer before that was in the southwest, and I went to the Hoover Dam too. And I don't know if you know the cowboy hat that I have. Are you familiar with it, Ronan? Oh, the one that I complained about the Mets one, and then you got the cowboy hat. Yes. Um. It uh. I almost lost it at the Hoover Dam because there was like a wind gust that came up the dam, and that it like blew off my head for a second, and then I like grabbed it and pulled it back on. That was that was a little scary. Yeah. But it, yeah. It was so windy. Like I I wasn't even wearing a hat. I took it off. I left it in the car. Can't was lose. that your uh, was that your American Yankees flag? Yeah, uh, Yankees hat. Yeah, it's yeah. His, I like uh, that hat. Yeah, it's nice. I like the WBC one too. Oh, you got a WBC hat? That's cool. Yeah, I got it at the uh, stadium. That's nice. Anyways, so, continue. So yeah, so we went to the Hoover Dam, and then we continued on to Vegas. We stayed on the strip in the Venetian Hotel, Ooh, which very was fancy. really really nice. Did you gamble at all? Well, it's not legal. You have to be 21. Oh, yeah, because they serve alcohol. Yeah. Actually, walking through the casino floor is kind of depressing. It's really? Just, well, the casino machines, they're like, the things on the screen, they look like those, like, crappy mobile game ads you get when you're playing, like, on oh. your phone. And it's like, they just press a button, and it, like, spins a wheel. It's like, oh, you lose. It's like... You don't even pull a crank thing? No, it, it's all digitalized. It's all buttons and screens. Except for, like, huh. the poker tables. But even then, like, there's actual blackjack tables, and then there's, like, video gameized machine blackjack. Which. Oh, that sucks. I don't even know why you do that, because it's a lot harder for the casino to rig a actual physical card game <laughs> than yeah. one on a screen. But yeah. whatever. So yeah, so we went through a bunch of the hotels. The hotels are cool. So we so we obviously went through the Venetian. Uh, we went through Caesar's Palace, uh, the Link, mm-hmm. the Cosmopolitan, Bellagio. Went to this like newer one called Aria. Uh, okay. We went to an arcade and one called Horseshoe. I don't I don't know if this is making sense to people, but uh. They were very nice. Of course, my favorite part was the food. Uh, oh, where did you eat? So, first night, we went to Yardbird, which was in the Venetian. I had these uh, ribs. Oh, my God, they were so good. They came out, and it had a gla- giant glass dome over it filled with liquid smoke. And I, like, pull it off for you. It was really okay. nice. Uh, I went to Gordon Ramsay Fish and Chips. Okay. That, that's it's like a more fast foodie restaurant. That was really delicious. I went. Nice. Then I went to. Uh, we had a double Gordon day. We went to Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen restaurant. Got, okay. Got the Wellington. It is. Probably the most amazing thing I've ever eaten. It is really? so good. It's so much better than the one we made. It, is, it was oh. cooked to perfection. 
<laughs> perfectly pink. Mm, the sauce was good. And I also had for appetizer, I had these scallops. Probably the second Ooh. best thing I've ever had. They were I like... I really like scallops. The problem... Like one of the only things I don't like. The problem I've had with scallops in the past is, like, if you don't make them well, they taste fishy. These things were not fishy. They were like... They had such a complex flavor. They're a little sweet, a little savory. It was delicious. I think for me, it's the texture of scallops. That's fair. They kind of, like, break apart a bit. Yeah, I don't like... It's like... I don't know. They kind of almost have the texture of fake crab meat, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, then, on the final day before we left, we went to Wolfgang Puck Bar and Grill. Oh. That was really good. I got a pizza. Delicious. So, then we... Oh, and then we went to Top Golf and M&M World. Top Golf is really cool. There's one in New York. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to definitely go. It's really expensive, though. But the good thing is they charge per amount of time. So if you got, like, six people there, it's like – I think it's like if you don't go at, like, an off time, it's like $40 an hour. You know, it's mm-hmm. actually not that bad if you have, like, six people. Huh. Uh, okay. So then we went to Sedona. Or sorry, no. No, I'm, I'm skipping some things. We went to Flagstaff after when we stayed the night. Then we went to the Grand Canyon. That was really okay. nice. Covered in snow, though, so you could only really stay on, like, the outer edge on the rim trail. Really? Was yeah. that cool? I've, I've only been to the Grand Canyon in the summer. It's weird, because, like, literally, like, five feet below the top, there's no snow. Huh. So, it so it's, like, just high enough to have snow. Yeah, but, like, it, the, the top is, like, it had, like, two feet. Wow. So... The, the trail, like, it's paved, and it was mostly clear. There was a couple spots where there was still some ice, but you could easily get over it. It wasn't that bad. Uh, then okay. we stayed the night. We drove down to Sedona. Uh, coolish, I guess. Has lots of red rocks. But that hotel had a kitchen, so we got to make steak. That was fun. Oh, that's fun. Then we went to Phoenix. And All right. Phoenix, we saw USA versus Great Britain in the World Baseball Classic. We saw Padres, Padres versus White Sox in a spring training game, and then Dodgers versus Angels in a spring training game. Mm, interesting. And so for the Angels, do, do Otani and Trout play do any spring training, or did they just do the World Baseball Classic? Uh, they did it before and after it started. Okay. But I don't th- actually I don't think Otani did because his division it was in Asia. Uh, so mm-hmm. they started a lot, uh, like a couple days before th- the U.S. divisions did. So I don't think he really had any time. Plus, he had to like fly over to Asia and train. Like I mean, yeah. the Angel Stadium is in Arizona for the spring training, and that's where the U.S. was playing. So it's a lot easier for Trout to just drive over, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I did. Uh, so overall, how has your school year been so far, Mr. Jake? Um, I think that, you see, here's the thing, is that the point of school is to get a quality education. (laughs) And I think that, (laughs) I know, right? Odd concept. Quality. So I think that is the, the bar that we're setting for if our school year was good or not. I think that mine's been pretty good. I feel like I've definitely, in most of my classes, been, like, stretched, where, like, it's like, wow, I'm, like, not, I'm, like, 
slightly below average in this class compared to the average student. And I don't know, I kind of like that. Like in physics, I was definitely below the average. I mean, like I passed, but I really had to like, you know, sweat my balls off to pass. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's how I'm feeling in Vector right now. I'm not doing too well. That class is really hard. <laughs> but I've also like had lots of opportunities too, whether it's like I did my ultimate Frisbee tournament or I went to the American Meteorological Society conference or getting to try out different clubs and or classes that I might not have like or like I classes where it's like oh this is the only thing I have during this time slot I guess I'll take it and then it turns out it's really cool like in fall quarter I took this class that was called space and space travel where we learned about like space travel from like a non-scientific perspective more of like a humanities perspective which was really interesting because it's like how do we communicate space and I like that it was very much like you know how NASA one of their big jobs is managing the politics of Washington before even the science of like space flight that was almost like what the class was which was cool I see, and then I see. this That's quarter nice. I need like an I needed like humanities credits so I was like oh well this class works I guess I'll take it it's ancient Egyptian archaeology and I went to like the first lecture yesterday and the teacher is like she's really like just very she's a very interesting person and I think it's going to be a fun class and I don't know I'm very happy with that <laughs> I'm happy that it's not like oh I'm taking this class because I have to like English was kind of like that but I've either been like like you know surprised and enjoyed my classes or they've been like a challenge there's never been classes where they just suck and I do very little work and I'm like why am I even here Oh, yeah, I've had a lot of those. Yeah, I've only really had one of those with English. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, it hasn't been bad, you know, since I'm on semesters, things are a bit spread out, but of course, they decide yeah. to all drop on in you at once, so it's like, I'll chill a week, it'll be like, I have literally nothing to do except, like, the occasional homework, and then the next yeah. week, it's like, hey... I I have to write an essay for this class, I have to write an essay for that class, and then I have to take two tests. And it's like, what? Dear God. What? Yeah. what? So, you know, it's been uh, a lot of things. And then there's the annoying classes. Like, I did take a class called University 101. What is that? You literally sit in there, and they tell you about how the gen ed system works, and then they talk about, like, empathy for, like, a day or something. It is... Oh, they handed us a they handed us a pamphlet and told us to figure it out during our advising and orientation. That it sounds literally... way more useful than paying for a class. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, there's there's been some uh pretty whack uh classes. So yeah. monsters. You know, whatever, but. I think one of my only complaints about my classes, other than like English was kind of like a drag because I took, I took like, you know, AP lit in high school and my professor for my English class was literally like, why are you here? And I'm like, cause the university doesn't accept AP Englishes. And she's like, but this class is going to be easier than that. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But one other class that was also kind of like that is I have, to I have to take this seminar for atmospheric sciences, and I have to do it twice, called Exploring the Atmospheric Sciences. 
And I literally sit there and I'm like, why am I even here? I already basically know all of this stuff from my Weather 101 class. And it's like, it's so dumb because it's, I have to take the class twice. And I get that they're trying to expose us to what researchers are doing at the university. But it's also more like, yeah, I could learn so much more if I just went to one of the uh, meteorological society uh, meetings that they do once a quarter than if I went to this class 10 times a quarter. You know what I mean? That's so fair. it's a little annoying. Plus you have like homework with the class and I'm just like, I don't know. At least I've gotten one done. So I only have to do it one more time. I'll probably do it. I'm probably going to do it next winter because next winter I don't, I only have like two courses that I can take next winter is the meter, the, the atmospheric sciences department is very streamlined in how they do their courses in that like you have, this course is only offered in autumn and this course is only offered in winter. But they offer very few courses in winter because a lot of the meteorological and earth and space sciences conferences for like national societies are in January and February. So all the professors go to these society conferences, so they don't want to have to like lose class time by going to them. So they just don't do classes in the winter. So I think I'm going to have not this coming winter quarter, but the winter quarter afterwards. I only have like nine credits of classes that I can take because I finished a lot of my humanities classes by then. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Because going part time to the university isn't like, it's like weird. You like have to pay like a baseline amount to go to the university and then each class is added on. So it's not worth it to only do nine credits. You, it's worth it to do at least 12 credits. So I need to, I'm basically going to end up doing like a class that is not going to help my degree at all. That it'll just be like, oh, this class will be interesting and easy. But you should get a, a minor. That's what you should do. All the winters, I, just do the, the minor that, classes. The problem is that then I don't have enough time to do, if I, the thing is, is that I, the amount of atmospheric science courses that I have to do and the amount of gen eds that I've already completed, I'll be done in three years. But if I want to take a minor, it'll take me like an extra quarter. And I don't want to come back in the fall for one quarter just for a minor. It seems kind of like a waste of $20,000 since we're out of state. <laughs> That's right. If you know enough. what I mean. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe what I'll do is I'll maybe I'll do a summer quarter because the uh, we'll get to this. But the housing that I'm thinking of doing next year is going to be like I pay year round. So I'm already going to be here. So I may as well just stay in the summer and do some classes. And maybe I could get a minor with summer stuff. So I don't know. I'll figure it out. But, you know. Make a cheeky visit in person stream. <laughs> in person. <laughs> yes. That would be cool. So, uh, but, uh, yeah. So you elaborated that you're going to have an interesting living situation next year. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about it? So currently my plan is because I get along really well with both of my roommates, which, you know, it's kind of lucky, I guess you could say. But we're going to live together again next year. And one of them, his like great uncle or something, I don't really know, owns a house that he rents out like two blocks north of the campus. And the current people that are renting it are going to be moving out this uh, year. So we're thinking that we're going to rent it for next year. For Seattle, it's actually pretty cheap. It's only 4000 a month plus oil and electricity. So that's probably where we're going to live next year. 
We have another person that is tentatively living with us, but she's not like 100% sure. So we'll see. But we have five bedrooms. So we figure that maybe like towards the end of like this quarter, we could find some like sad saps that don't have a living situation and be like, yo, you want to come <laughs> live with us? We're totally not shady at all. Nice. Just cook up meth in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. One thing that's <laughs> funny though is that so it's five bedrooms, but one of the bedrooms is kind of sus. It's uh, <laughs> it kind of it sort of is like a cellar that's like next to the boiler room in the basement that has like a window, so you're allowed to live in there. But it's like you know, it's it's a it's a room, quote unquote. But you know, <laughs> it's big enough for a bed and a desk, and it's got like it's got power outlets. Well, uh, sounds like you know where the rando's staying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're thinking that, you know, what we can do is since it's so dank and depressing down there, we can be like, yo, it's only 500 a month if you live down there. And <laughs> one thing that's funny is since it's like an old house from like the 1920s, it's got all sorts of like weird quirks and stuff. Like it has a laundry chute. So we're like, we can send this kid down in the basement, like his rations through the laundry chute <laughs> and be like, oh. It's like we're having a rager upstairs or something, and then we'll like shove a beer can down the uh, laundry chute. Be like, that's your that's your libations for the evening. <laughs> so I do not, I'm not staying in a house. I am staying on campus. Uh, I'm sure I could find something reasonably priced. It's more of the fact that. The things that are really close are extremely expensive. Like, you kind of lucked out that you know somebody. Yeah. Um, And the stuff that's further away, it's like, Tucson's public transport, it exists. I don't know if I'd call it safe. I don't know if I'd call it reliable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so third year, you know, I, I was talking with my dad about maybe potentially getting a car out here. And I'm like, that's obviously a you different could probably get a. You could probably get a used car for pretty cheap since the used car market isn't as hot as it was, you know? Yeah, no, but no, he said no for next year. That's why. It's not even on the table. But so what I did was is the biggest problem I had with the dorm market is like I'm not like into the whole party thing. So like the school restrictions, they don't really bother me that much. But the biggest problem I have is the bathroom. The bathroom Mm -hmm. is always trashed. So my dorm it's... next year, it's going to be uh, me and a roommate. And then on the other side, it's actually going to be one of my friends and his friend. And then we're going to have a bathroom between us. Oh, so it's like a semi-private bathroom. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is nice. since it's a more expensive dorm, there's going to be someone that comes in once a week to clean it for us. Oh, wow. Fancy. So it's like we just have to be able to like somewhat clean it if we make a mess. Yeah. But, like, we don't have to be scrubbing that thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, that kind of nice. worked out. I think we're going to – this uh, podcast is already getting a little long. So, I think we're going to transition into baseball mode. So, as you know, okay. uh, WBC has just ended a couple days ago. It was yeah. probably some of the most exciting baseball since the last World Series. Yeah, but, like, let's be real. I like the World Baseball Classic more than the World Series because last time I checked, the World Series is just America and, like, a smidgen of Canada. Yeah. And Canada's basically America, except well, for the weird Frenchies. I, I meant more, like, uh, like in terms of energy. Like, yeah, uh, I guess you're right. You're like right. Like, how, like, important and big it feels. 
Yeah, the World Baseball Classic definitely feels almost like, I mean, it's not quite, you know, the World Cup, but it definitely has, like, the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, in a way, it was also not necessarily bigger than the Olympics, but on kind of par, just because the Olympics happen so regularly, it kind of could be, like, drowning out. And to have, yeah. like, the World Baseball Club back after, like, seven years, I think there was a lot, a lot of hype around it. Yeah. So there was I, a lot I of... I they're going to make the World Baseball Classic regular again. Uh, I mean, they said 2026, so in theory, yeah. Ooh, so they do every three years, then. Every... So they're, they're, they're quick. Yeah, so yeah they're it's weird. Four, they're three. <laughs> well, I mean, it was three, then it was four, then it was, like, seven. <laughs> yeah. So... But that was because of COVID. That's a little different. Yeah. Do they know where the host city will be, or they're just like, it'll be back? Uh, well, there's definitely going to be some in the U.S. The reason yeah, that they chose, like, Miami and Arizona was because it was hot during the winter. Yeah. You don't want to put it in think... New York. It's going to be, like, 30 degrees. Yeah. I think it would be nice if maybe they – I mean, like, I understand doing the different locations, but I feel like it would be cooler if they did, like, less locations, like, two. You mean like like a World Cup kind of thing where there's a bunch yeah. of stadiums but it's in one country? Yeah. I think that would be cool if they did it during the summer, like did like a mid-season break, and yeah. did it in the middle. So I I think that would be I think there'd be a lot more attention drawn to it because it's already MLB season. I agree. And like all the players are hot, so I think there's gonna be a lot more major league involvement. Maybe some pitchers this time for but Team USA. But the thing is, is that then there's the chance that you would have less players because then owners are like, oh, it's the middle of the season. We don't want you to get hurt. That's true. So there might be less top teams. But mm -hmm. it's like if you're the Angels, right, because we know the Angels suck, mm -hmm. and you know you're probably not making a playoff, like, oh, okay, yeah, go Trout, Joe Otani, you know? Yeah. You're not like the Yankees, they might not like that too much. But, yeah. like, if you're a, a, a five, just below 500 team or worse and you got, like, a couple superstars on your team, like, yeah, you're going to send them. I mean, it's not like you're fighting for anything at that point. Yeah. I think it was it was one of the Mets pitchers. I think it might have been Scherzer that said that, too. Said so, Wait, said so what again? I didn't That it you. should be towards the middle of the season. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. I think that'd be cool. And then they also, could do more cities in the U.S. because it'll be warmer. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would also be cool if they, like, one thing that would be, I mean, I don't know. It wouldn't be very feasible, but it would be cool if they did it in, like, uh, Latin America or they did it in the Caribbean and they had, like, a bunch of different cities. Like, you could have, like, some games in San Juan and some games in, like, Monterey or something. And then, like, the finals in Mexico City. Yeah, I think it would be cool if they had four pools like they did this time. A pool yeah, in the I U.S., like a pool in Latin America, a pool in Europe, and a pool in Asia. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of a break so that people can adjust to the new time zone. And then, like, all the like the, the bracket games are all in one spot. Yeah. It would probably be in the U.S., though, just because there's more fans than anywhere else. They're going to yeah. want to rake in that money. But it's also would be the easiest for everybody to get to. Yeah. What, would, what could also be cool is, you know, how we talked about the uh, – topic of like how they do it with the world cup where they have a bunch of stadiums but it's in one place texas yeah. would be like perfect for that if they did it in like the houston or like the 
Fort Worth area because there's so many stadiums for all sorts of different sports. Well, actually, the next World Cup is here in the U.S. and it's actually going to be here in the U.S. and Mexico. They're the stadiums. They're in the U.S. but they're all yeah, over the place, so they could do something I, like that. Like they could have like the final. Like if you're gonna do it in, in the summer, where you could have it anywhere in the U.S., then it should be either mm-hmm. be in Dodger Stadium or it should be in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. So I think what you should do is you should go around. So if you're gonna do it just in the U.S., go around to some of the other stadiums and save those two big stadiums where you know you're going to fill it up for yeah. the end. Like, maybe do, like, what's a... What's another big team? Maybe do, like, out in Texas, do one semi, do the second semi in L.A. Yeah. And then in Yankee Stadium, you do the final. Or here's an idea. So you know how, like, with the Olympics, in, like, over the past two decades, they've been giving the Olympics to a lot of, like... uh uh, less developed nations to try to use the Olympics to like boost infrastructure and tourism, but a lot mm-hmm. of times that backfires because the countries don't have the institutional basis to produce that infrastructure and then tourism for the Olympics, and it sort of becomes just like a one-time thing. Since the United States has like the institutions and the infrastructure in place, maybe you could put the like the the pool host cities in like Kansas City or like in Minneapolis where you have smaller market teams that still have baseball so that you kind of like highlight that baseball in the United States isn't just the Dodgers and the Yankees, that it's also like the Royals and Put the Rockies and the, well, <laughs> maybe no, we don't go like, that far down, <laughs> maybe we don't go that far. but like, it would be cool if it'd be like, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I would definitely like to see a world baseball classic game in Kansas city. I mean, I might be biased because I like Kansas City, but like, I don't know. I think that'd be cool to see like, I don't know, Japanese spectators eating Kansas City barbecue. <laughs> so uh, today it is actually one of the last days. It might be the last day. Spring training opening day starts Thursday. It's been interesting. Uh, of course, for the Yankees, my favorite team, we got Volpe coming up. That's exciting. We got, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of course, our record during spring training was horrible. <laughs> hey, that's not what matters because spring training is like weird. Yeah, but like it's also not the best. So, but it yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know, there's been a couple players that's done. Obviously, Volpe, he got called up. Uh, Joey Gallo was raking for the Twins, which is obviously really painful as a Yankees fan because I really wanted him on the team, and then he sucked, and then he left. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was Jared Kalanick out in the Mariners, and there was plenty of other players. I think and now is a great time to wrap up with our predictions. Yes, of course. I mean, I could talk about the Mets, but, like, you know. Yeah. Let's go to the predictions. Nobody cares about the Mets. <laughs> They're going to fall hey, apart. A few people care about the Mets, maybe, I think. <laughs> the five, I'm not 100% sure, though. The five people in New York who either, like, one of those people lives in Queen, the other people, they enjoy baseball, but they want to be different and not just be a Yankees fan. <clears throat> <That's true>. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, shit, he's from New Jersey. <laughs> Did you see Chris Christie walking around in Port St. Lucie? He was like no. a he was like a walking like talking like human ball with a Met hat on. 
It's kind of funny. <laughs> Alright, so I'll read down the AL predictions, because as a Yankees fan, I obviously pay more attention to the AL. And yep. Mr. Jakey Jake is going to read our NL predictions, assuming you can read whatever we wrote on the paper. I, I, gave I you. got you. I got you. All right, all right. So I guess we'll uh, we'll read each team. We'll go over a little prediction, unless it's kind of obvious. I'm looking at you, Mr. A's. Uh, <laughs> but so we'll start off on the East. Obviously, I, I, I think it's clear it's going to be the Yankees. They won last time. They've gotten better. We bought in Rodon. We got the bullpen is better now that Chapman's gone. We got Michael yeah. King back. Tommy Canely is back. Uh, second is Blue Jays. They were second last year. They are still second best. I mean, they just got a lot of time. I mean, they have Gosman and Manoa, so you got two great pitchers there. And then you got two great hitters in uh, Vlad Jr. and Bo Bichette. So you got the star power. You got the pitching. They got boy- bullpen. So I definitely think they can make second. I definitely think they're making uh, a playoff. We're not doing playoff predictions, but I definitely think the Blue Jays are making the playoffs. Third, Rays. Uh, I mean, it's kind of the same as last year, but, you know, the Rays, they didn't get better. They didn't get worse. So that kind of just puts mm-hmm. them in the middle. The Red Sox, they did get better, but they were also really, really, really awful last year. They have no pitching other than Chris Hale. The bullpen is questionable. I mean, they got Kenley Jansen, but I heard. Uh, but the pitch, I feel like that pitch clock's going to mess with them a little bit when that finally gets implemented. Yeah, but I mean, Kenley Jansen also isn't what he was anymore. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's not like, that, like, shut out closer anymore. Yeah. Last is the Orioles. They kind of went on a run last year and then decided to do nothing in the offseason. They have Adley, they have Grayson Rodriguez coming up, but mm-hmm. they didn't do anything, so I can't put them ahead. Uh, in the Central, we're going to start with the Guardians. Uh, again, one last year, so they already got a good chance. They have the great pitching with Bieber and Tristan McKenzie. They have Classe. They have Jose Ramirez. You know, they got a lot of stars out there. <coughs> Losing my voice. Uh, and I expect them to do well again. Twins mm-hmm. definitely made some moves. They got Joey Gallo. They brought in, or they still have Carlos Correa. I think the big key for the Twins is they have a lot of weak, they don't have great pitching. And, you know, their health, like, is Buxton going to stay healthy? Obviously, there was a lot of questions raised about Correa's ankles. That's why mm-hmm. you got passed around a bit. Yeah. But, so they got a lot of question marks out there. Uh, third is the Sox. I mean, in theory, the Sox should be first. I mean, they have Lance Lynn, Dylan Seas, and Giolito. Three outstanding pitchers. They got Moncada, Luis Robert, Tim Anderson. Now they have uh, Andrew Benintendi. So they have so many good players. Mm-hmm. But they were just awful last year. Yeah. So, it's kind of hard to, like, have faith in them. And the only move they made was getting Andrew Benintendi. Mm-hmm. So, when the rest of the division gets better, and you were horrible and didn't really get better, how can I, you know, move you up? Yeah. Royals, uh, I think they sit a comfy fourth. They have, 
you know, some good stars coming up. I mean, they obviously have Bobby Witt Jr. You know, they have, still have Zach Greinke. Don't expect him to do much, but it's something. Fifth is Tigers. Tigers also sucked last year. They have the potential to come in fourth just because they have, like, Javi Baez and Spencer Torkelson and Tarek Screwball. So they have a lot of potential. They just have to live up to it. And yeah. now the West, I mean, reigning World Series champions. It's obviously first going to be the Astros unless the world falls apart. They won the World Series and got a little better. They brought Jose Abreu in. So, don't yeah. see anyone dethroning and did, them. And they did it fair and square this time. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, second is the Mariners. Mariners obviously have a lot of great players out there. Now they have Luis Castillo and they have Robbie Ray. Two great pitchers. And Patrick Seawald. He could potentially be a great pitcher. They have Hope. I was about to say Jose Ramirez. They have Julio Rodriguez. Jared Kellenick looked really good in spring training. They have a ton of other great players on top of that. I mean, they have Ty France. So I expect them to sit well in second. The big debate then comes between third and fourth. Is it the Angels or the Rangers? If the Grom is healthy, I think it's the Rangers, but I have a lot of questions about that. So I have to put the yeah. Angels. I mean, the Angels, they made some good moves. I mean, they brought Patrick Sandoval in. He was raking, destroying everybody with his pitches during uh, the WSBC. They have Tyler Anderson. Obviously, I mean, you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Like, just having those two dudes alone puts you in some sort of conversation. I mean, the fact that they have them means they should at least be World Series contenders. But, of course, they're stupid. So, <laughs> uh, so then, obviously, the Rangers come in fourth. Have a lot of great players. They have DeGrom, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. But it's the team's not there yet. They still have a little bit to go. Give it like two, three years, and I think they could be disgusting. But they're not there yet. And the last in the AL, probably last completely in the AL, is the Oakland Athletics. I'm not going to say anything. I think we all know the truth. So <laughs> what is what, what are we thinking the uh, NL is going to look like, Mr. Jake? Well, I don't think I'm going to be able to do as in-depth of analysis as you because I, I simply have less baseball knowledge. It's fine. You but, can just read them off. <laughs> but in the uh, in the NL East, which is sort of my only wheelhouse, we're thinking that it's going to be pretty similar to how last year played out with the Braves in first. Kind of – you see, here's the thing is that obviously the Phillies bested the Braves last year in the playoffs. But the playoffs is a totally different beast – from the the regular season. And the Braves have a much more robust lineup. They have a much more robust farm system. They have the staying power that you need in the very long regular season that we have in baseball, more so than the Phillies, who I feel like just relied on a lot of team dynamic and sort of like inertia that was associated with like they won, so then they, and then they won again, and <laughs> then again, and they sort of like, they had that momentum, you know? Yeah. So, but I still think that the Braves are going to best the Phillies in the regular season. Now, the reason why we have the Braves, then the Phillies, and then the Mets in third is because even though the Mets have the largest team salary in all of baseball by over $160 million to the next highest team, the Yankees, I still feel like a lot of the Mets 
sort of like intentions are locked into like key expensive players that relatively speaking are pretty old like Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer Verlander celebrated his 40th birthday and I think Scherzer is like 39 now or something so I mean they're good they're definitely like two of the bets like in the top five pitchers in the league but the chance that they stay healthy the whole season is in my opinion pretty low so I feel like since the Mets lineup is so reliant on a stars that haven't that might not necessarily live up for the whole season I don't think they're going to have the staying power that the Braves or Phillies will have I mean you know the season hasn't started yet it's still yet to be seen but the departure of Diaz due to his injury in the WBC is definitely going to hurt the Mets then after that oh my god then after that we have Miami in fourth and then the Nationals in fifth now, I don't know too much. I know that the Miami is like in a little bit of a similar situation in that they have a couple of good players, but then the team as a whole isn't so good, and the Nationals are in a perpetual rebuilding. <laughs> now in the uh, NL Central, we have the Cardinals in first, followed by the Cubs, then the Brewers, the Pirates, and finally last, but, well, yeah, not they're, they're the least. The Reds, you know, it's Cincinnati, you know. You know. <laughs> then in the West, this was kind of like a, a toss-up when me and Ronan were figuring this out, whether or not it would be the Padres or the Dodgers in first or sec- first and second. Now, the thing is, is that initially on paper, it seems like the Padres would have a better, like, like they have a lot of really good players, whereas then they have like a couple of mediocre players and i sort of feel that the dodgers have much more like overall team reliability than the padres have like the padres have they have tatis and they have oh my god what's, what's his name what's the guy that played for the nationals that they that the oh uh, juan the, soto the, uh, yeah they have soto yeah, they, have they have tatis they have, they have manny machado they have xander yep. bogarts they have blake they snell have, joe musgrove they have you, Darvish. But I don't know. I still feel like the the Dodgers just overall have, like, much better overall team than the Padres. So we put the Dodgers first, Padres second, then the Giants in third again, followed by the Diamondbacks, and then finally the Rockies in last. I hear it. 100% major league prediction. That's when it happened. And prediction, Mets don't make the playoffs. I'm just kidding. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, the season's still yet to be seen. If the if for some by some miracle Verlander and Scherzer stay healthy the whole year, and Edwin Diaz makes a shocking recovery and comes back in August and September and pitches and is able to pitch, then I'll be like, okay, maybe the Mets got a chance. But the odds of that happening are less than one percent. <laughs> All right. That is our episode for you today. Uh, I just want to issue a quick apology. We've been kind of busy over the last few weeks with spring mm-hmm. break and tests and stuff. That's why we've been delayed on our fifth episode. But we're hoping to get back to a more regular schedule. Uh, we're going to yes. go. Today's video is probably going to drop as soon as we're done filming it. But uh, the rest of them, it's back to our Tuesdays, 5 a.m. Eastern. I hope you enjoyed this video. Make sure you check our socials in the links below. Other than that, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.